Hey golfers, what's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. Tim Connor here, golf coach, golf academy owner. My job all day long every day is to help people play better golf. And this podcast is my platform to pass along those learnings, those findings to you. I really enjoy getting to do that because I feel like having that information live and breathe somewhere is a really amazing thing to kind of get off my chest or to just like let live and breathe. If you've done a lot of something, a lot of tinkering, a lot of experimentation, whatever that thing is, it's nice to let it out because that allows people to not have to spend their time, wasting their time, repeating the mistakes or the lessons learned that you have. Anyway, what is this podcast all about? What am I selling? I'm selling hard work. I'm selling investing in your fundamentals. I'm selling having a plan and working your plan. That is how you build skills. That is how you build success over time. Golf is not a game of quick fixes. If I have one gripe with our industry, it's just that, that we've sold quick fixes for a long time. And I have to take ownership of that being a PGA member. Like we've all done it to ourselves. Media likes quick fixes. Quick fixes get clicks. And we live in a world where clicks get paid. So there it is. I don't want quick fixes. I want to sell hard work. I hope that's what you're into. That's why you're here. And let's get rolling on today's pod. Oh, before we get rolling on today's podcast, I want to give you a swing analysis. Basically, I'm going to give away three of them at the end of this month. All you have to do is leave this podcast a review and send me a screenshot of that review to my email, which is down in the description below. I will announce it at the end of March. I look forward to helping some of you personally with your golf game. And I just want to grow this pot and reach more people, man. Like I've put a lot of work and time into this craft. And if I can reach more people and help more people, that's a very satisfying feeling. Anyway, let's get into today's podcast. Today's subject, shanks, tops, what is actually happening? Shanking the golf ball, let's define that really quick. That's when you hit a shot off the inside of your club. It's very unfriendly. And I would also add a subcategory to that. There are such things as toe shanks meaning that you can hit it so far off the toe that it squeals off to the right for a right-handed player. Heel shanks are the more common, more predominant one. Topping the golf ball, what is that? An actual top is when you hit the ball above the equator of the golf ball and don't get it airborne. All right, it's important to define these things before we get into today's conversation because I'm actually gonna blow your mind a little bit. I'm excited to do that. People shank the golf ball, they top the golf ball. It's a shot that feels very gnarly. It's very embarrassing. It's one reason a person will seek out golf lessons. They, they get embarrassed playing in front of their friends because they've shanked it and it's not fun. And also when it happens, it can be very hard for that to go away. So at its core, a shank happens because the sweet spot of the club moves out when you swing. So if you started the sweet spot of the club behind the golf ball, when you come through, it has moved outward. Now there can be a lot of variables that go into that. How you set up to the golf ball. What is your balance doing dynamically? What is happening in your golf swing? Is your club face open? If your club face is open, you're actually leading more with the heel. But here's what I want you to understand. Here's the thing that you need to take away from this podcast. A shank happens because you move the sweet spot outward. You can have an open club face. You can have an outside in swing path. You can have a shittygolfswing.com and still shank the golf ball, or still not shank the golf ball, excuse me. 
You can have a wide open club face, an outside and swing path, and still hit the middle of the club face. Granted, it is harder, but let's not say that X happens because X happens. For example, I shanked the golf ball because it had an open club face. Let's, let's rephrase that into I shanked the club face, I shanked the golf ball because I struggle with hand-eye coordination. I shanked the golf ball because my sweet spot moved away from me when I, when I swung the golf club. That's really at the root of what creates a shank. Most people will immediately fix their distance from the golf ball and they will continue to shank it. Well, let me ask you why does that happen? Think about that for a second. There's no logical solution other than that they're used to shanking the golf ball, so even when they move further from the golf ball, they will continue to shank the golf ball because they lack awareness for where that club is. They lack hand-eye coordination. Now that sounds a little harsh because it is. I'm here to sell I'm here to sell you the truth. I told you that at the beginning of this podcast. It's actually what's happening when you're shanking the golf ball. Now let me clear up a few things. Yes, having an open club face does lead more with the heel. Yes, having an outside in swing path does lead more with the heel. Those things can lead you closer to shanking the golf ball, but it is not a X happens because of X event. They are, you are more inclined to shank the golf ball, but you don't need to shank the golf ball. All right. I want you to take that away from this podcast. Now let's talk about topping the golf ball. An actual top happens when your club is above the, uh, above the ground. That can happen because your arms shrink up, because you stand up. It can happen for a variety of reasons. It can also happen when a player has too much shaft lean or too much leg, they'll actually top the golf ball if they don't compensate by moving down to the ground. That's something to think about, but all that one, although that one is much more rare. That, that, I would consider that to be a good player problem. But topping the golf ball is actually very rare. Here's the part that I want to tell you is going to blow your mind. A top, so most people on the golf course think every time their golf ball dribbles off, it's a top. I'm going to say only 10 to 20% of those shots are actually tops. Do you know what the majority of them are? Heel shots, shanks. That's actually what's happening most of the time. So let me present this to you. If you think about that and you think, oh, I topped the last one, but you actually shanked it, and you then try to stay down or get further closer to the ground, chances are that sweet spot's gonna move even up further, perpetuating the problem. So if you cannot accurately diagnose what's happening to you, you're going to struggle. Now, one way to make sure you know it's a shank is if the ball squirrels off to the right, if it dribbles off to the right. Although sometimes that can be masked, so it's not 100%. The only 100% way to know is to have some kind of face tape or, or foot spray on your club and to see where the impact was or to have slow motion video to confirm or deny what was really going on. But I'm telling you that topping the golf ball is actually pretty rare. Shanking the golf ball is very, very common. So more often than not, I would diagnose it as a shank. Anyway, y'all, how do we fix this problem? Well, I think fixing the problem starts with identifying it, what is going on, and then building some awareness for that. So using things like face tape or foot spray, seeing where your club is hitting on the club face, that's the first step. You need to build an awareness for where you're hitting it on the club face. This is a step that a lot of players skip in their development, and you shouldn't skip it, and you really never get to graduate out of it. All that happens is when you get better, you just hit it more and more near the middle of the club face more often. But you need to identify that it's happening. 
once you can identify it, then you can kind of like adjust some variables and figure some things out and work on getting to a more centeredness of hit. If you've identified it and you're still having a hard time fixing it, my first course of action would be to set yourself up some roadblocks, some things that are gonna help you swing on a successful swing path. My first, my first favorite step is setting a foam noodle next to your golf club, directly in line with your target line, just to the right of your golf ball. So all that's there for is to affirm that your club, when it hits that golf ball, should swing from the inside of it. It should never swing from the outside of it. And if your arms get away from you, you're going to hit that noodle or that cardboard box or whatever your choice of training aid is. That's a really great way to, to start training swing path. And some of you may ask or may find it hard to be successful doing that. And all I would say to that is you need to slow down first. Train at a speed at which you can be successful. So if that means slowing down to a chip or a pitch or 50% speed so you can be successful, that's cool. Be successful first and then add speed back in later. Speed will be the easy thing to add. The hard thing to do is to break down muscle memory or to break down that lack of perception or awareness for where the club is in space. That's a very difficult skill to train, especially if you've trained it the wrong way. Now here's something that I want you to consider. It's possible to hit really good iron shots slightly off the heel. Not way off the heel, but slightly off the heel. Now that same player that hits pretty good iron shots off the heel goes to their driver and they wonder why it doesn't go that far or why they hit their seven iron 165 but they only hit their driver 220. A lot of times the reason for that is they're not delivering their driver effectively to that golf ball and a lot of that has to do with heel strikes and outside in swing paths. That is an absolute destroyer of your distance. So you need to understand that, hey, for me to maximize the distance with my driver, for me to get the most out of my swing speed, I need to hit it near the middle of club face and I need to deliver that driver effectively. Now this could be for another podcast and if you want to learn more about it, just drop me an email, let me know what specific questions you have. But basic driver delivery is this, we should hit it near the middle of the club face, we should swing slightly inside out and up to the golf ball. The driver should be ascending off the ground as an airplane would be taking off from the runway. That's how your driver should hit the golf ball. And the face should be relatively square. If it's way open or way closed, you're going to bleed distance as well. Way, way more often than you think a player hits it off the heel with their driver and they forever slice the golf ball because a heel strike also adds right spin or slice spin for the right-handed golfer. A toe strike does the opposite, but a heel strike also adds a lot of backspin. And that's why it's so, so bad for distance. It's just that it's, it really negates a lot of your distance. So if you want to play golf to your potential, you want to hit it near the middle of the club face, you want to swing inside out and slightly up with the driver. If you also want to just build your skills and get really good over time, you need to know where the middle of your club face is and you need to be able to accurately diagnose when you hit it off the heel, when you hit it off the toe. And centeredness of contact is one of those simple things that is highly undervalued. Great hitters hit the ball like a dime on the middle of their club face. Average hitters, or I would say satisfactory to better than average hitters is like a 50 cent piece and the worst hitters are hitting a lot of shots and they're clanking them off the heel and they're all over the club face but mainly on the heel. Probably double the size of a 50 cent piece as far as where their club might be coming through. So what do we take away from this podcast? Develop your awareness, develop your centeredness of hit and then we can get more picky on things like swing path, club face, shot dispersion, 
but it starts with centeredness of hit because if you can't hit it near the middle of the club face, you cannot develop a predictable ball flight. If you can't develop a predictable ball flight, you're going to struggle with this game and it's just not going to be that much fun. So hit it near the middle of the club face. That's what I got for you today. That's kind of a roundabout way of saying hit it near the middle of the club face, understand and develop that skill set. Tops more often than not are shanks. If you think you can prove me wrong, send me a video of your friends shanking the golf ball, tag me on the socials or whatever. More often than not, you're going to find it's a shank. Occasionally, it is an actual top, but that's more rare. Anyway, I appreciate you all. Leave this thing a review. Get yourself a free swing analysis. Get it done by the end of March. And I will catch you back here same time, same place next week.